Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. We're going to read a scripture, and I'd like us to read it together. Romans chapter 8. Let's begin to read from verse 28. We'll read it verse by verse, and I'll make one or two comments, and then... We will pray, commit you to the grace of God. Verse 28. Praise the Lord. Verse 28. Are you there? Can you see it? We'll read it together. Sit down. Don't stand. One, two, read loudly. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Somebody say Amen. Amen. The Bible is not a book of speculation. It's a book of revelation. The people that wrote the scripture, they wrote the scripture under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and they are declaring the truth. Is that a book of philosophy? No. Is that a book of critical thinking? No. It's bringing the revelation of God down to earth. So Apostle Paul began by saying, go back to verse 28. Go back. I'm, I'm still on it. He said, we know. Someone said, we, we know. Louder. We know. We're, we're not guessing. We know it. We know what we're telling you is the truth. That all things work together for good. What are you talking about? All things? Somebody say, all things. Louder. Louder. Don't forget, we know. Don't forget, they are declaring the truth. Don't forget, they are speaking by the Holy Spirit. Don't forget, they are declaring the mind of God. That all things, including the negative, including the ones you cannot explain, including the prayer you prayed and you expect some miracles to happen and God decided not to give miracles at that time. I I am familiar with miracles. It's my terrain. Gombe that I went yesterday, we did a crusade baba in year 2000. The glow of the crusade was here on ground. Since that crusade, they were calling me Megani or something. The man who brings medicine. In, in, that's what they call me because of the miracles that happen in Gombe. So, if you're talking of the lame walking, the blind seeing, the dead rising back to life, I've seen it. Dead raised back to life, not one, not two, not three. I've seen four. My short 43 years of preaching the gospel. If you're talking of Cancer being healed. Seen it. Last July, I'm saying this to magnify God. I'm, I'm coming to say something. Last July, I was visiting our churches in the US and I got to Maryland and my Sunday Bishop Oju he was telling me good things about that church. How they are growing, how they are their property, how the adults are increasing. That's something a presiding bishop wants to hear. I was very happy. And he said, but daddy, I have a challenge. The pastor is battling with cancer for the past two years. And that two weeks ago, the 
told him at Hopkins University that it had got to a terminal stage and I had less than six months to live. My heart sank. I said, call him for me. They called him. Tall, handsome young man in his early 40s. The wife in the late 30s with three children, 11, 9, and 7. A lot of thoughts were running in my mind. And the university, the North University had given up. I said, are you going to be in the meeting tonight? I said, go home, go home. The burden came on me. I told my bishop, would you go to your room? I, I changed my shoes, put my trainers on, and hit the road of Washington, D.C., and I began to cry to God. God, I can't do it. Every genuine man of God will tell you he's not a miracle worker. It's only God that does miracles. And nobody controls it. I don't tell God who to heal, who not to heal. Somebody say, I hear. He's God by himself. I began to cry out to God. God, his mama must not die. I can't do it. The Professors in US, they've given up. There's something I can do. But you are God. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I finished my meeting in their church and I returned to Nigeria two days after. The following week, I got a text message from my bishop. I was afraid to read it. Can I be honest with you? Because I didn't want them to announce that my pastor had died. I was afraid to read it. Anyway, after ignoring him for some time, I opened it and it was good news. He said, Daddy, Pastor Susan so went to the St. John Hopkins Clinic and uh, they took him through the machine again and again. And they did it seven times, and they didn't find one trace of cancer. Listen to me. I've seen that happen again and again and again. So God performs miracles. Can somebody say amen? amen. And I've prayed over people, anointed people, wept over people. And they still died. God showing me that he alone is God. But in those who got healed. And in those who died. I know God works all things together for good. Somebody say all things. Look at that scripture. How many things do God work together for good? Some, few, many, including the unpleasant situation. Is that right? Hello? Is that the scripture? So I know for sure this will work together for good. For Idahosa. 
for Dr. Philip, for this young church, for the body of Christ. Listen to me. God loves us too much. If it is not going to work for our good, he would never have allowed it. Are you with me? So in the midst of our pains, let's look at the side of God's love. Baba was speaking here. He said, God, it is not God who caused everything. Did you hear him? But God allows whatever happens. Nothing happens outside of his permission. He's not an absent-minded God. He might, he might not have engineered it. He might not have caused it. But for it to have happened, he has permitted it. And it is because he will work it together for our good. Somebody declare, say, God, we work it together for our good. Louder, say, God, we work it together for our good. This scripture healed me many, many, many years ago. I think it was about 1985. The fellowship was growing. We were just a little larger than this at that time. And we were young people like this too. I think it's 85. That's 33 years ago. And then one of my men took ill in one leg. Leg. I didn't attach anything to it at all. They admitted him in UCH in Ibadan, University College Hospital. I went to visit him once. And it was a very bad case because their wedding was just two months ahead. So I went to see him, prayed for him. I didn't take it serious at all. Somebody is sick by the leg. Before you know it, the thing turned around. And in three weeks, the man died. The fellowship was very young. We were so vibrant. You know, Baba, you know us in those days. Anything can happen. We just pray. We just believe God. And this happened. Ah, we're devastated. The day I was going to speak to the fellowship about it, I was thinking what to do. I was praying up and down. I didn't get a clue. I was in the bathroom when these scriptures came to me. Say, all things work together for good. Let's read the scripture again. Want to read? And then the Holy Spirit asked me, Do you love God? I said, Sure, I do. Then this will work for your good. Really? The burden just lifted. It was with confidence and courage I stood before the church. And now the ongoing of our brother then, Alamo was his name. That's to let you know, 85, I have not forgotten was such a very devastating experience. And I said, brethren, this will work together for good because we believe the word of the Lord. Somebody please declare, say this. We work together for our good because we believe the word of the Lord. Point to Pastor Yidaos. I say, Pastor, this we work together for your good because you believe the word of the Lord. Now, point to Pastor Philip. Say, Doctor, 
this we walk together for your good because we believe the word of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen. Alright, so our daughter, your sister is in glory, is in heaven. Look at me very well. We have not lost her. It is the person that died without Christ that is lost. The person that died in Christ has only gone home. Where has she gone? Where has she gone? So she will be part of the party that will welcome us when our time is due. Can somebody say amen? Okay, let's read verse 29. Go ahead. We're going to read the whole scripture. I just want to use it to encourage you. We read. Okay, one, two, read loudly. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, please. Want to read. Moreover, we predestined, this he also called, whom he called, this he also justified, and whom he justified, this he also glorified. Like, you know, our sister is glorified. Verse 31, read. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, please. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33, please. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who is also makes intercession? For us, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, read loudly. Yet in all these things we are more than conqueror. Through him. If you look at the previous two verses, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. Nothing. We don't believe in Christ because of what we're going to get from him. We're going to get a lot of stuff from him. A lot of stuff. Lots of blessing. But that's not the reason why we believe in him. We believe in him because he died for us. He's our redeemer. He's given us the hope of heaven. It's not because of the material things of this world. No, it's because of the hope of eternal life. So nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Please, somebody declare, say nothing. Shall separate us from the love of God. Can somebody say amen? amen? What the enemy wants to use to separate you will become what God will use to strengthen you. Every stumbling block becomes a stepping stone to a higher ground. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We are immovable. We cannot be defeated. We are unshakable. Nothing can separate us 
from the love of God. Look at that verse 37 again, church. Read verse 37 loudly. Want to read? Yeah. In all these things, we are more through him. Now, let's now follow through. Verse 38. Let's read this. Verse 38. Very powerful scripture. Alright? Let's read. One, two. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39. Nor heights, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen? If you look at that verse 38, he first mentioned death. Verse 38, I am persuaded. I told you, the Bible is a book of speculation. The Bible don't mind some ignorant theologians. The Bible does not contain the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Somebody please repeat after me. Say the Bible is the word of God. It doesn't contain the word of God. It's the word of God. And forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And it's a revelation of truth, the truth. It's a revelation of the purpose and the mind of God. It's a revelation of the will and the principles of God. And the principles of God are eternal. Forever, oh Lord, that will set you never. And he said, look at it. This is only a language of speculation. Not I think, I hope, I suppose, maybe, I guess. No. He said, I am persuaded. Somebody say, I am persuaded. Say it like you are sure. Say it again. Say it again. And look at this. The first thing he mentioned was death. He said, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, will be able to separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us. Death cannot separate us. Please, somebody declare very boldly. Say, death cannot separate us from the love of God. Can somebody say, Amen. The Lord will sustain you. I said something that Christianity is the only faith in the world. We look at death straight in the eye and we still sink. Because death is not the end of the show. That's why Jesus Christ said, Don't fear them. Who all they can do is kill this body. He said, Don't fear those ones. The one you fear is the one who can kill the body and throw the soul into internal destruction. Don't, don't fear death. Don't. For a believer, death is promotion to glory. Praise the Lord. Where they walk on the streets of gold. After Archbishop Benson Idaosa passed to glory. Ah, my God. You see, there are some people you don't think they can die. They are so larger than life. Baba was very elegant, ebullient, dominant, bold, courageous. A man of faith. He changed the face of Christianity in Nigeria. We used to glorify poverty before the advent of Baba Idawaza. That's correct. 
we glorify poverty, we, we misquote the scripture that um, money is the root of all evil. And the Bible never says anything like that. It's the love of money. We, but Archbishop came and changed all of that. And God brought me into a blessed relationship with him. Twice he will preach for me every year in the battle. Each time I go to his home, I, I had a room in Baba's house. He would sit me beside him at the table. And he would be the one who would scoop food for me and say, um, Dr. Holy, okay, eat. That one is anointed. You know? And, and you see, when Baba serves you food, you must finish everything. You know? <laughs> that nothing be lost. It was like, very bold, man. A few days before he died, I was going to the UK. And he was in Lagos. So I went to his house. He was sitting at the head of the table. I sat to his right. Bishop Ozawani, at Bishop Ozawani to his left. He said, served us food. And then I said, Papa, please pray for me. I'm flying tonight. He prayed and I left. Two days after that, somebody called me. And said, did you hear? At Bishop Benzie, there was a is dead. I said, come on, stop that nonsense. Two days ago, we were together. He said, that's the truth. He said, the thing is gone viral. That was the time email was just uh, going on. I said, fine. So, I called Bishop David Odepo. Because if it had happened, you would know. He said, I picked. I said, Baba, is, um, um, Bishop is not around. He's on his way to Benin. Ah, on his way to Benin. And so around that time, and, and Bishop Wedepo just bought his first jet. On his way to Benin. Ah, I said, okay, son, did he leave any word? And Bishop Francis was looking. I said, Daddy, I recognize your voice. He didn't leave me any word for you. Okay, so I dropped. I called Benin. I called Helene, Baba's secretary. I said, Helene, how are you? This Bishop Wale, okay. He said, I recognize your first daddy. I said, where is my Baba? There was silence. Ah, something gripped me. I said, Helene, did you hear my voice? What happened to my Baba? And she began to cry. I hung the phone. and was like, I didn't know where I was. For those of you who are very familiar to London, you know London buses. I don't like the London buses at all because they are very sluggish and slow. But that day, I was going nowhere. I just got into the bus. I went to the upper deck and was lost. They went through all the bus stop and they got to the terminal. And then the ticket man came to me. He said, gentlemen, this is the end of the journey. Where are you going? <laughs> I was lost. Cannot be sure Benzin that was a died. Does it mean he won't walk through the gate of the Garden of Victory again? He won't preach for me again. I won't shake his hand again. I was in that situation when I fell into a trance. And so it, it was a sin of heaven. I saw a big hall. Big hall. And it was the a, a, a great choir they were singing. And it was Archbishop Benzin that said that was in church. Like he was in charge or not, conducting the choir. And he didn't then to sing. And he stopped. He said, No, no, you don't sing like that. 
Does it like that? This is how you sing it. And was singing. And his voice was different from the voice that I knew on earth. The same voice, but in terms of beauty and singing, was something. And the vision disappeared. And he has gone to glory. That my servant did not die. He only stepped out of the body. So that was a, your wife only stepped out of the body. Stepped out of pain. Stepped out of a body of humiliation. This body of death. Has gone to glory. So rejoice. You haven't lost her. She's only gone ahead of you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor angel, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ. This experience is to strengthen us to do what? Talk to me. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. The Bible is very clear. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21, it said, If only in this life, we have hope in Christ. First Corinthians 15.21 Sorry. Excuse me. I think I missed that one. 19 please. First Corinthians 15.19 19. Go to 19. For if in this life only we have hope in Christ. We are for men most miserable with all your posh car. If that's all we have we are miserable. Your great houses, your fat bank account, your great connection. If that is all, we're miserable. But Colossians 127 it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Somebody declare say Christ, Christ. In, me. in me. The hope, the hope. Of, glory. of glory. Oh, don't you anybody prophesy? to him. Say Christ in you, the hope of glory. Can somebody say amen? This hope, the Bible says, has gone beyond the veil. Hebrews chapter 6. Beyond the veil, we're not talking of veil cutting like this. We're talking of had gone beyond this earthly sin into the heavenlies. That is where reality exists. Everything in this world is a shadow. Somebody say shadow. shadow. What did I call it? Shadow. Talk to me. Shadow. Talk to me. Shadow. Talk to me now. Shadow. Everything that we see according to the scripture, if it can be seen, then it is temporal. First Corinthians. 418. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen? For the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. Second Corinthians 418. Okay, take yourself. You can see the body. Am I correct? Temporal. Someone say temporal. Let me hear you. Let me say it now. 70, 18, 19. 97, you are struggling. 100, 102. My mom is 91 this year. She is very vibrant. But I'm already preparing that God give me grace 
Let it not be me who will precede this woman. I want to celebrate this woman when she's gone. I'm already prepared at 91. 120. Okay, let's say you stretch it. 165. This, this body will return back to dust. To where? Talk to me. Talk to me. Because it can be seen. But your spirit cannot be seen. The inner man cannot be seen. And it is created after the image of him who made it. Your inner man is eternal. Somebody say eternal. eternal. Let me hear you. Eternal. Cannot die. Can, now, when the time comes, I don't know whether the funeral has been conducted. When the time comes and we do the funeral, that's not the woman. The woman is gone. That's the body. That's the earth suit that she wore when she was there. When astronauts are going to space, they give them space suits so they can survive in space. The space suit takes the shape of their body. There's a place for the head, there's a place for the hand, there's a place for the leg, like that. When they return, they must remove the space suit. The suit was given to them so they could survive over there. The suit is not the man. As a matter of fact, the suit is lifeless without the man. When I move like this, this suit is moving because I'm alive. Somebody say I'm alive. If I remove this suit, if I hang it up, it stays there. Except the wind blows it. If I drop it on the, gro- on the floor, it stays there. Because the suit without human body is dead. Likewise, the human body without the spirit, the inner man, is dead. My daughter has gone to heaven. She's no longer here. Even so, I, dreamt, I, I was walking along the street and I saw her. No, you, you are seeing a ghost, not her. She's walking on the street of God. Can somebody say amen? amen. When we do the funeral, it's the body, the temporal we commit to the earth. So anybody here today, if you don't have the hope of eternal life, I'm sorry for you. There are people in church, Bababilo, they sing our song. They clap like we do. They read the scripture. Our positive confession of faith and dominion entrails them. But they have not received eternal life. They are not yet saved. It's not your body that is saved. It's your spirit. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things become new. It's, it's so easy to see a vibrant church like this pass by a vibrant young man with a shiny head and a long beard. I'm looking at it. I was, I'm looking at your beard. I mean, you have some. They're not, not big because many of you, you wear it as a designer's uh, <laughs> Oh, you see, young man, everything is flashy. You come, you come into the house, you are smelling all manner of perfume and cologne, which you want to belong. 
But you don't belong to the church by just joining. You must be circumcised in the heart. You must be born again. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. It's so easy to join them and not be part of them. 1985, Baba, I preached my crusade in, I was at my crusade in Ijebode. It was very heavy. And one day, I was preaching on the parable of the wheat and the tires that Jesus Christ told. And they were growing together. And the farmer, the husbandman said, look at it. Master, you saw the wheat. Where did he get the tire? He said, an enemy has done it. He said, let me go and remove the tire and leave the wheat. He said, no. They, are, they look so much alike. Leave them, let them grow up together. That's a very fearful thing. Some people are convicted of their sins now and they repent and they give their lives to Christ and their lives change. Some blend in. They haven't experienced the new birth. They have not connected with the grace of God. They only like what they see. The glamorous music. Oh, the sound system. The ambience. The lovely people. Let me enjoy. They've not been circumcised in their hearts. And he said, in the last day, he will send his angels. And they will separate between the wheat and the tire. They will harvest the wheat and put them in the barn. But they will cut the tire and they will burn them in fire unquenchable. Boy, fire unquenchable. Jesus Christ our Lord spoke about hell more than all the writers of the New Testament scriptures. His love and compassion compelled him to warn people against the danger of hell. So, I gave out a call that day. I said, many of you, you are religious, you are in church. You know you're saved. Come give your life to Christ. One Baba was sitting on the altar among the respected clergymen. He had been a clergyman in his denomination for 41 years. Baba came down from the altar, from the stage, to answer the altar call with tears in his eyes. After the night meeting, he came to meet me. He said, man of God, God has used you to save me. All I've been doing was religion. Somebody say religion. religion. Let me hear you. Religion. Louder. Religion. He said, now I know the difference. I ministered to him and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Two years after he retired. Three years after he passed on to glory. I know when I get to heaven, I'll see him there. From the testimony of Pastor Idaosa's wife, when we get to heaven, I'll see her there. But what about you? Don't give me an answer. Give an answer in your spirit. The spirit of the Lord bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Do you have an assurance in you? If you die today, you make it to heaven. Occasions like this should make us to examine ourselves whether we are in the faith or whether we are just blending in. Very lovely church, forward looking church, medical doctor as a pastor, dashy, handsome, 
eloquent oh doctor that's the church I want to go very good very good but have you connected with the redeemer are you really saved if it is only because of one person that I'm saying this if one person can be rescued tonight from religion into life from church into Christ then I know your eternity is secure I feel pain for my son's wife but my friend I'm not mourning like those who have no hope she's gone to heaven she's waiting for us but my friend if you are not saved if by accident or default you die without Christ you are lost forever hell only has entry point no exit point I'll close with this a man of God an American evangelist gave an illustration of how long people will spend in heaven or in hell because we all we all will live forever we all you're born again you live forever in the presence of God enjoying the quality life of God the Zoe life of God forever in a land where there is no darkness no pain, no tears no death the land where we have hope beyond the veil the land where the streets are made of gold if you are not born again you will live forever in the lake of fire where the fire is never quenched the worm never dies Charles G. Finney he said and thank God we are all intelligent here you can think along he said let me try to describe eternity to you supposing God gives a bird B-I-R-D an assignment and say you this bird come to this earth pick one grain of sand one grain, how many grains and bring it to heaven one per year come another year pick one he said by the time he had picked up all the grain of sand that make up Sahara Desert eternity is yet beginning by the time he has picked up all the grain of sand that make up all the deserts in the world he said eternity is just starting by the time he has taken all the grain of sand at all the beaches of the world eternity is not as exhausted finally he said by the time that bird has taken all the grain of sand that make up the entire earth crust one grain per year eternity is not yet finished and he said that is how long people who do not have Christ were born in hell and that's how long people who have Christ will enjoy the glory of heaven make your choice either to be like my daughter and go to heaven or you, you blend with us you look like us you sing like us but you are not a witty you are the other side 
your heart has not been circumcised. The spirit of Christ is not yet in you. Everything looks good and nice. But you know within you, you're not yet saved. But today, you can cross from death to life. You can embrace the hope of glory. You can be truly saved. You can receive eternal life. Baba, yesterday in Gombe, had a pastor's conference. I just felt at a point I should share with them about the hope of glory. Pastors. When I gave out that call, 27 pastors answered on that call. Pastors. In Gumbi, yesterday. Yesterday. If the righteous are scarcely saved, where will the ungodly appear? If pastors answered on the call, who have been serving, but who are not sure, my friend, Make assurance doubly sure. What happened to my daughter will happen to you one day. Maybe long, maybe short. But get ready to go to heaven. Now, run the keyboard for me. Everybody bow your heads, please. Son, give me the ministry. Let me prophesy. I want to pray for somebody here. Bow your heads, please. Young or old, bless you, son. Young or old, male or female, Whosoever you are, educated or otherwise, rich or poor, whosoever you are, the homegoing of the wife of the assistant pastor of this church is a reminder that this earth is not our home, heaven is our home. And that anyone that is not yet saved should give his or her life to Christ. And I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for somebody here. You want to be genuinely saved. You want to receive God's gift of eternal life. You want to receive the grace of God. You want your sins forgiven you. You want to have the assurance of heaven. While all eyes are closed. Whosoever you are. Just raise one. I'm going to pray for you. Somebody out there. Yes, thank you, my dear. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.